In this blockbuster hit from 2018, a young woman and her boyfriend go to Singapore for a wedding, and it's there that she finds out that her boyfriend is insanely rich. She meets his family, and shenanigans happen. This is 2018's Crazy Rich Asians. Rich, we've been dating for over a year now, and I think it's about time people met my beautiful girlfriend. What about us taking an adventure east? Like Queens? Singapore, Colin's wedding. Don't you want to be my family? I hardly know anything about them. Every time I bring them up, it changes the subject. Maybe his parents are poor and he has to send them money. Let's take a bag and get you checked into first step. Nick, we can't afford this. So your family is rich? We're comfortable. That is exactly what a super rich person would say. I want money. 1.2 million. That's what I want. The Nick you're dating is Nick Young? Yeah, you guys know them or something? Hells yeah. They're just the biggest developers in all of Singapore. That's what I Damn, Rachel, it's like the Asian Bachelor. I, I might come in with a take or two. Oh my God. Nothing crazy. Get, I'm already annoyed. I am already annoyed. <laughs> what if Scarlett Johansson was the lead? I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, okay. Um... <laughs> okay welcome back this is the blockbuster hall of fame and we're back with crazy rich asians i will say i'll start off first going into this movie i saw the trailers and i was like this is looks like okay it looks like a fine movie i can't wait to watch it on netflix or something i never got around to it i underestimate uh i can't speak y'all it's been three weeks since we recorded i have underestimated this movie it was a delight it was joyful. I, I really enjoyed it. Jared, you've seen this before. What was your take the second time, I'm guessing, you've seen this? This movie is fantastic. Um, kind of um, wanted to cry. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm not a crier. I cry a handful of like probably like five, max five times a year. And this, this movie tried to make me feel. And I was like, I don't like it. Uh, don't make me feel things in my heart. In my heart. But it did. No, nah, man. It's just like, it's so good. And it's not even like trying to be like that good. I mean, it's trying to be good, but it's like, holy hell. It's just, why is this movie so good? <laughs> so, Jared, when was the last time you cried? Uh... You brought it up. I'm curious. <sighs> I got some unfortunate news yesterday, so I did tear up. I mean, this was tear up yesterday. Didn't cry, but full on cried. Holy heck! Um, I don't know. It's been once this year. I will tell you that. Okay. And I can't remember the one time. I but love it's that only you keep been track. this year. You're like, okay, I'm at four right now. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, because once I hit five, I'm like, it doesn't matter what happens. You're you 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 tough it out. Yeah, you figure oh, you only get out. five. You only get five cries a year. <laughs> Jordan, when, <laughs> when was the last time you cried? Like, how are we talking about levels of cry? Like, okay, we tearing up does about... not count. Just full on yeah, crying. Ooh, full on cry. I can't even remember the last time I full. I just don't full out crying. I tear up quite a bit, but yeah. I don't do the full bawling my eyes out or anything like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
I get it, Jordan. You're a bigger man than all of us. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, Jordan. Okay. What do you oh, think Jordan, of this movie? Like I said, I'll tear up quite a bit. But hey, what do you think? Rip my movie? chest hair off and eat some sawdust. Okay, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> this movie. It's exactly what I a lot of times say I love about uh, movies when they, they get it right. is when you have a large cast of just, like, fun and interesting personalities. And they're all working off of each other. And that was this movie. And that's one of the big things I loved about this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree characters. with you with that. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm saying we, we both just wanted to jump in and agree. Like, yeah, it's the characters, right? They're all interesting. And we all wanted more of them. Jared, go ahead. Oh no, and that's what I oh, like riffing off the... Okay, it's back. Oh sorry. No, it's back. Uh, a lot of times when they're riffing off each other, it felt like I was in the conversation with them because it was bouncing so seamlessly back and forth. It like felt natural. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, obviously we've been recording for over a year, so we've seen a lot of movies where the dialogue is like people don't talk like that. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. But like in this movie, it felt so fresh and so real. It's like Dude, I'm not in Singapore, but yeah, I feel like I'm sitting in the group talking to these people because it feels so real. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100. Um, I mean, some some of the characters were just were so outlandish that it was like they would not exist in the real world. <laughs> you know, like the the crazy cousin who like had a bachelor party out in the middle of the ocean on a tanker and shot rocket launchers at the party, but the conversations between the, I guess, the characters that we care about were very good. Yeah, you're, I, you, you're dying to say something. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to disagree with you this just because these people are so rich. And a lot of times when you when you, people get this rich, they can just go crazy and be the person they want to be. Fair and enough. so I feel like where a lot of these people were just like that. And I think that was one of the fun things was about it was just, yeah, you had some people that are really good at being like, oh, you're average Joe, but I'm super rich. And then you have other people who's like, yeah, that's how I would imagine like some some people to be able to be that rich yeah. and be like whatever. <laughs> I agree with Jordan too. I mean, like, yeah, it is a little bit of a caricature, but at the same time, it's just like, um, I okay, I'll bring up Kanye West. Kanye West always rapped about when he first started, like, y'all wait till I get money and blow up. I won't even be the same person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kanye West got money, blew up, and. Nowhere near the same guy who recorded uh, College Dropout. He's a crazy person. So, no, that's what I'm saying. But that's what money does. Yeah. And then some people are just like, hey, once I get money, I'm telling you. Um, like Riff Raff said, I'm going a, I'm to a blow up and act like I don't know nobody. Yeah. And then you get that big, it doesn't. you don't care what other people think of you because it's not really going to affect you. It's just yeah, yeah. sort of a self-feeding thing. So, yeah, I... I, I was fine with the outlandish characters, and I thought they added a bit of spice to it to be. So, we're talking about rom coms right now in this little span. Um, I just want to know, like, Jared, what are some of your. You don't have to talk about your favorite, like, you don't have to narrow it down to one, but just name two or three. Like, what what's in your wheelhouse of, like, rom coms that you have enjoyed the most in your life? Uh, so I had to go down a list just to see because I, I think on the last uh, episode we were talking about what is a rom com and what isn't a rom com. Yeah. So so I have to. Bring- should we go over the ratio now? Like, I I blew y'all blew my mind. I for some reason 
last week I was talking about chick flicks and I just associated that as the same thing as rom-coms. And then when Yorton said like something about no sleep, sleepless in Seattle is a, it's a love story with not very much comedy. I was like, yeah, that's not a rom-com at all. What was I thinking? So I blurred the two together and it ruined my whole 25 years of movie watching. <laughs> I was like, shit, what if I concerted a rom-com? So, um, I guess my choices have changed a little bit. I would say it needs to be about 50% or close to even 50-50, you know, romance and comedy. So um, a couple of mine, like obviously Mamma Mia, I say obviously, and I not obviously because I Yeah, okay. I love Mamma Mia uh, because I like ABBA, but I really hate musicals, but You like Mamma Mia though. How does that make sense? Uh, so like, Mamma Mia, though, I will say, though, has fun with the musicals and sort yeah. of just like, I think that's what it was. And it's not like these people are singers. They just sort of sing. I guess I need yeah. to see it. I'm shitting on it. Yeah, it, it's actually it. really good. It's actually a good movie. Um, obvious, uh, Wedding Crashers, because we talked about that last week, yeah. that it is actually a rom-com. Um, so, yeah, Wedding Crashers is up there. 40-Year-Old Virgin is up there. Um, hold on. There's something yeah. else on the list. Uh, for some reason, like, okay, this is my favorite rom-com. It's a rom-com. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. No, that's just a straight up fun action. That's a movie ass movie right that, there. That, but the primary, I, I'm going to go with Jared on this one. The prim, primary basis is a romantic comedy. It just has action and yep. action in it and has the, uh, as the filter, basically, of a uh, video game on it. I don't care enough about this definition but the to whole, argue. But the I disagree. Plot, <laughs> the whole plot essentially is a love story, though. Yeah, it is. That's everything. Um, we'll keep going. And yeah, then right. we, we talked about um, so some of the newer ones, because they haven't been coming out with any like really good ones. But like lately, the newer like rom-com genre, I'll go with like Trainwreck. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, the Big Sick is probably one of my like up until like I cra- I saw Crazy Rich Asians, I would have said um, Big Sick was probably my favorite newest rom com. But Crazy so, Rich Asian- Asians was made. You're before, uh, after the vibe I'm getting is you're like me. You like the Judd Apatow movies and movies that were kind of like built off what Judd Apatow did in the early to mid 2000s, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are all fun. Yeah. There's a lot of heart in those movies, which is a little bit different than what I would say the nineties did with rom-coms where it's, it just wraps everything up with heart in the last 10 minutes, but there's a lot of heart in Judd Apatow's movies throughout the whole movie. And then I will shout out Silver Linings Playbook. Um, not that rewatchable, but it is enjoyable. Uh, so I will just shout that one out okay. as well. But sorry, I took up too much time on talking about my <laughs> rom coms because apparently I do like them from what I'm reading from this list. <laughs> Jordan, I'm going to just uh, because Jared mentioned a lot of the movies I like in there. I'm also going to throw in another one that's my personal favorite, I, and then for whatever reason this. <laughs> I think just because the premise of it, it sort of hits more home with me. 
but it's Fools Rush In with Matthew Perry in it. Classic. And Selma Hayek. <laughs> that was on I TV the other day. Matthew Perry reference, yeah. I was watching some of that on TV the other day. That's crazy. Pluto yeah. TV. But I, I think because it had to deal with uh, like uh, half the family, or uh, one side of the family is American, the other half is from Mexico and everything. It's sort of brought home of having like a multicultural family. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit harder home for me that I've like, I get. And I just love the ac- that part of the aspect of the movie. Yeah. And I don't know, it was just one of those ones where I just felt like it just it was hilarious. I felt the chemistry and it's just one of my personal favorite romantic comedies. So I guess my list is different because... I guess I'm more of a purist and my definition is not as broad as you guys. So like movies like, like you guys even, I think you guys said super bad at one point was a rom-com like super bad. Um, we didn't I don't, say super bad. We no, where'd you get that? <laughs> we said wedding crashers. Wedding you crashers hurt wedding me a little crashers. bit when you said that. Yeah. That's like these kind of movies I feel are just comedies, even though there is like a romantic angle, but it's so, I don't know. I, we don't. It's just no. My, there's a comedy angle to the romance in Wedding Crashers. I get it. I get it. But for me, and it's, the whole it's, premise it's, of the movie was to stay because of the romance. I'm not. Like, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, you can have it. You have it's yours. <laughs> Keep it. I'm just saying. For me, they're not rom coms. For me, those are just fun comedies. Um, uh, I'm I'm going with the more classic definition here. I'm going with like you know Harry Met Sally. Um, She's all that, you know, just kind of the classic ones. I would say if we're going with the newer version, I guess this kind of is hypocritical, but let's see. Uh, what's the one where he's in Hawaii and it's kind of like a forgetting Sarah Marshall, forgetting Sarah Marshall's a great one, such a good movie, good one. That's, okay, so that's my breakup movie. So anytime I go through a breakup, I just watch it. <laughs> it's Marshall. a great one, dude. That's my great. It's a it's a great breakup movie to watch. There's a movie called Serendipity that I watched right out of high school, and I was like, "This movie's really I like it." it it's it definitely a chick flick, but I was like, "This movie's really good." It's got Kate Beckinsale, John Cusack, John oh, Cusack. Boy. It's a good one. And there, there's one I will say, um, I don't consider it a rom com, but if we're using this broad definition, there's a movie called Yesterday that I absolutely fell in love with. It's the premise is what if the Beatles, everyone's memory of the Beatles just disappeared one night and one singer songwriter remembers them and he suddenly realizes no one else knows what cover songs he's playing. And he's like, Oh my God. And he builds a whole career out of playing Beatles songs. Right. And it's this crazy story, but it's, it's got a really good romantic angle too. And it's, it's awesome. Um, Yeah. Man, so what, what I've learned in the last two weeks is that you can't define rom-com. <laughs> right. So let's talk about... What, what, if, what if a rom-com is the fringe that we made along? No, man. Way. I don't think I was prepared for that this early in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but here's a question for you guys. Okay. This is... It's tied to Give a Chance character's story arc here. Oh, boy. How would you feel if your wife made all the money in their relationship and it was like an enormous amount not i'm not talking about like enough to live on like it's like you you're like the same as gimme chan pretty much the same predicament how would you feel about that would you be able to handle it like 
as a man, would you get over it? Like, how would you do? Yorton, I'll let you go first. I think for me, I'd be uh, all right with it. Uh, I've, maybe that's got to do because I have some family members in it where the, the woman makes most of the money. So for me, it's not. I don't feel that necessary pressure that would be. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I guess the question would be then is what am I going to be doing then? Because I'd be a person who wouldn't, I would have to be doing something. And I guess that would be more the question what would I want to keep myself occupied than anything else, I feel like. Jared? I'm with you, by the way. I got a comment on that. But yeah, go ahead, Jared. Um, I'd be doing what I'm doing now, recording podcasts <laughs> all day. So, um, our guest who hops on from time to time, Philip Clespis, him and I have always had this dream of doing a podcast called Boxed Out, where essentially we just read off of box scores of different sporting events and just make fun of them. And like, wait, Drew Holiday scored how many points? Or just like... Pat Connaughton got 15 minutes in this game? In this economy? We just make jokes for um, like an hour. Um, that sounds like a very niche style, like what people would be interested in. But it would be, it, there you might find a market for that just so, because it's so niche. <laughs> so guess what? That's that's what I would do. And then that's I would awesome. cook. Uh, I would experiment with cooking. I would. I mean, obviously we'd have like, like chefs that would work for us. But then I was like, Hey man, y'all just teach me this stuff. Cause so I can do it because I actually enjoy this stuff. Yeah. You would definitely um, have to have a hobby or something you're doing that fulfills your desire. Cause if you're just sitting at home spending her money, you're going to feel like a douchebag, right? I mean, I, I would spend her money, like exploring my hobbies and figuring out what I can enjoy. Yeah. Um, instead of just sitting at home doing nothing, spending her money, I'd spend her money on my hobbies. I think you need, like, okay, Larry David said it best. That he was asked one time, how come you have an office? Why don't you just work from home? He says, I have, I need a place to go when I wake up. Otherwise, I won't get shit done and I'll feel bad about myself. And I like that. It's how I feel. Like, if I wake up and my wife is just making all the money and I have nothing to do, then I'm going to feel unfulfilled, right? So it's it's that kind of mentality, I guess. Um, okay, Oscar time. This movie, oh, this don't movie. get me started. Ah, just annoyed because you cannot tell me that Constance Wu was not amazing in this movie. Wasn't even nominated. I so want to go over this. Let's go over the nominee so here. Upset. The nominee list here. Sorry, I'm losing my mind. All right. Actress in a leading role. We have, okay. Olivia Coleman in The Favorite. She won. I have not seen that movie or heard of that movie, so I cannot. Very comment. good, very good movie. Yalitza Aparicio from Roma. I haven't seen that movie. Glenn Close, of course, uh, from The Wife. Lady Gaga, A Star Is Born. She was fantastic in that movie. Um, uh, that's actually a really good movie. Uh, Melissa McCarthy and Can You Ever Forgive Me? So I've seen one movie. I, I have. I will say this though, Constance Wu I thought was really good in this movie. 
I don't know if it's Oscar worthy, but I haven't seen these movies to really judge. She whether... won a Golden Globe. Come on, man. She won a Golden Globe for Best Actress uh, in the Comedy Slash Musical for this role. Um, Olivia Coleman in The Favorite, actually. I forgot this was that year in 2018. 20- course it's 2018 um she was very very like the favorite you actually you would both love the favorite it's a really funny movie it's a really good movie um so no uh olivia coleman definitely deserved it Fair enough. but i just i'm upset she wasn't even nominated constance Wu was not even nominated that's the part that kills me yeah there's only five spots man it's hard um, I know, I know, I know it is, but I'm just, man. So, like, the right person, I feel like the right person won. I just hate that she didn't even get a place on, uh, like, a seat at the table for this one. Especially after winning a Golden Globe. Is yeah. this the- I was just thinking, a romantic comedy, though, is a tough spot to get in for the for, uh, uh, the Oscars. Oh, you're right. You're definitely right. Um, So, here's, it was pretty, it was snubbed everywhere. I will say that if I had to pick Everybody three, got, huh? he said it got a Golden Globe. Chose I'm talking about Oscars though, the big oh. show, Golden Globe. Like, hey, congratulations, you won a JV tournament. You know, uh, <laughs> hey, Oscars you won the Pro Am. This, this, the Pro Am doesn't count. Yeah, oh. you won the Summer League. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> yes. Here are three categories. I think it probably should have been nominated in. I thought the cinematography was really good in this movie. Um, production design, and I thought <laughs> this is this is I'm out of my box here. Makeup and hairstyling. I mean, I, whatever. I don't know. I thought it was good in this movie, but I'm not like an expert at makeup <laughs> and hairstyling. <laughs> but I thought it was. But it wasn't even nominated for best adapted screenplay. Um, I don't even know it was, it was based on the book, so it shouldn't yeah. be. Um, but honestly, like the right movie one, which is Black Klansman, which was very that was a good, good movie. movie. Uh-huh. Very good. I mean, like honestly, you couldn't have went wrong with Black Klansman or Stars Born um, for adapted screenplay. But again, it wasn't nominated. If Bill Street could talk was another. Oh man! Actually, this Ballad is Black Panther. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Get that out of here. That movie was so. And you know how I love to talk about the Coen Brothers. Get that movie out of here. It was so bad. Um, you know, like. Aquafina could have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor or Actress, but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I forgot. Um, that was the favorite. It was just so such a good movie. Never mind. But then when you go to Best Picture, Green Book won. You, I've already talked about how I felt about Green Book, um, but Vice was kind of underwhelming. Should have got out of here. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Get the, the yeah. fucking burn that movie. Get that out of here. I heard it's a good uh, movie, but I heard it's like a terrible account of what actually happened. It is. It's a. It's a. It's a good movie by its own right, but it's a. It, it's not just a faithful lie. to. It's not faithful to what actually happened. Yeah. Well, hey, let's so, have sorry. our let's have our Aquafina conversation. I haven't seen too much of her, but I was not. I don't think I was ready for her at first in this movie because she came off. She. She came on strong. I was like, whoa, whoa, you are, you're like nails on a chalkboard right now. But she grew on me. I was like, she is overdoing it. But right, there was a moment she won me over. And it was when she was escorting Constance Wu to that the party. And um, I guess the male lead of the movie, you know, was being nice. He was like, 
do you want to come in? She's like, nah, 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 it's all right. He's like, no, you should come in. He's like, she's like, nah, nah. He's like, are you sure? He goes, and she just like finally, she finally like breaks. He goes, of course I want to go to your fucking party. Let's go. Like she just <laughs> kind of like breaks. Yeah, I'll fucking come to dinner. Like it was, it was just, it made me laugh out loud actually. So, and then she's taking selfies up the stairs, like being ridiculous. It was just, she won me over. How do you guys feel about I- Aquafina? I think she's a great actress. I've talked about her before. I think it was on the last one I where I talked about when she was in uh, the movie Farewell. She was nominated for a number of awards for best uh, actress for that movie, and she got her start doing like just on YouTube. She was a YouTuber. Oh, really? And then she got picked up, and so they're like, "Oh, she's really funny. She's really good, really good at comedy." And she was like, "No, I'm actually just like." fucking talented (laughs) so then she started getting roles like this in bigger movies and she's going to be in shang chi coming up Mm -hmm. as well uh so it's just like i think she's a great actress and uh i don't want to i'm sorry i don't want to overstep my bounds or like step on her but i think she should drop the aquafina name and just go by her like her real name because i i think she's like legit i think she's really legit in everything that she does whether it's comedy, drama, action, whatever, I think she's a legit actress. So I would love if she like, I mean, kind of like The Rock, where The Rock, when he first started, he went by The Rock, but he was like, okay, I'm gonna drop The Rock. I'm gonna go Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, I didn't last no, I'm gonna go. Uh, then, okay, now I'm just Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Um, and so like, I I really hope that she drops that. I mean, that is who she is, and that's how people know her. But like, I think she's just so talented that i wish she would go by a real name because she just is amazing i'm sorry for better or worse she is becoming the go-to asian actress like hey we need an yeah. asian actress oh we'll get aquafina you know and it has i mean it's good for her maybe not best for the asian community that she gets all the roles but i, I feel like she's becoming that girl you know jordan aquafina uh, I've enjoyed it. So this is the first movie where I really noticed her in it, and she made me laugh the whole time. Because yeah. uh, she, she was one of the characters where it's like, she slipped that line of like making sure not to go over crazy, but still be crazy and just have fun and likable with it. And yeah, I, I enjoyed her parts a lot in the movie. We are. And that's... Go ahead. Oh. And that's the thing about it. She was over the top, and it's easy to be over the top, but it's over the top without crossing that line, as you said, Jordan. And that's how you know, like, you have great range because you're like, no, I'm going to be extra and over the top, but I'm not going to be obnoxious with it and cross that line. She, yeah, uh, and this character could have been so easily obnoxious, but it did not. She, it never she crossed that line. got close <laughs> a couple of times. I'll say that. She, she towed that line, but she brought it back. Um, and so that's that's what makes a good actress or yeah, a good actor. It's just like, can you toe the line of something that shouldn't be there? Because it's easy to be a dramatic actor, i.e. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis, but it's also even easier to overstep the line, i.e. Jared Leto. He, I have a love-hate <laughs> relationship with that guy. I mean, but like we can agree that... There are times where Jay Little overacts, and so he crosses that line. He's a better musician than actor. He's not a bad actor, but he <laughs> he he's full of himself. It's it's the point that I was trying to make. Yeah, it's it's easy to 
like it's hard to toe the line because it's easy to step over the line. So I'm comparing Daniel Day Lewis to Jared Leto, which I shouldn't, but it's just in that in that mindset. Like Daniel Day Lewis always toes that line perfectly, but when Jared Leto approaches that line, he always oversteps it. If Jared Leto looked like one of us, he wouldn't be a star. Let's just be real. <laughs> he looks like an angel created him, though. So that's why he's <laughs> in Hollywood. Um, we know you have a man crush for Jared Leto, there, I, Ray. No, I used to, but now I think he's kind of a, a, a creep. To the more I read about him, so that, that went away. Um, <laughs> this movie does, Jared, I think you'll agree with me here. Not the whole time, but it does at certain points do what I love and it takes you to a new place and immerses you in that place. There's moments when you're in this country and it's, I've never really seen what's it. It's been two weeks since I've seen this movie. What's the country they're in? Singapore, Singapore. You're in Singapore and it's like, you're on the street, you're eating Singapore food out there next to the, I don't know what they're called, just the food area. And it's on the street and it's nighttime and you see the nightlife and stuff. And it was just really cool. And I was like, this Cool. I want to. I want to. I want to go here for a week and just experience this. You know, I liked it a lot, Jordan. Yeah, I liked the fact that it was in Singapore. Uh, one of the big reasons why is because Singapore is just a very unique country, and we typically don't get to see that mm-hmm. uh, in a movie since it's like it's both like a city and a country, and it it just has its own atmosphere. And so I thought yeah. that was made it really interesting. I yeah, that's exactly. It, it's cool because you get to. It's almost like taking a mini vacation there. You know, it's like, oh, cool. Here's a new place I haven't seen before. I get to like live in this world for a bit while watching a movie. Um. So I have a question: Did they gather the best looking Asians in the world and just decide to film them and make a movie? Because <laughs> holy shit, everyone is gorgeous in this movie. Even the old mom, I'm like, oh, she's still got it going on. Like it's ridiculous. All these people are the best looking people I've ever seen in my life. Well, yeah, that's Michelle Yo. Shout out Michelle Yo. Um back from uh Oh yeah. Um James. Oh no The World's oh, no. Not Enough. That's Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> no, it's the world's not enough, isn't it? No, tomorrow never dies. Is it? Yeah, you're right. Jared is yeah, correct. Shit. I here, take, my, James... take my bond card. <laughs> Come on. Take my bond oh, card. My. All right, we gotta retcon all those episodes. <laughs> Because the supposed James Bond expert. I'm a fan. I'm a lover, not an expert. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I just love this cast. I mean, um, Constance Wu, respectfully. Gimma Chan, uh, I will do a whole lot of respecting. Uh, I'll make sure and open all of her doors. Oh, my God. I will lay my coat down over a puddle and let her walk over. <laughs> I'm just I'm just doing a lot of respecting yes. um, to these women. And like, hold up. Henry Golding is probably the most handsome man in existence. Is he the star? Yeah, yeah he's, he's the Nick. Star. Yeah. Every time he smiled, every time he smiled, he did like this half smirk, and I'm just like Yeah, that bugged me. Dude, what? Bug he's too good looking no, and I, too charming. I, I he kept going to be so handsome. <laughs> no, fuck him. He's so too annoyed. no, he's too good looking and charming. Fuck him. You, you know what, what? What was really funny with me when I saw this movie, I was thinking, "Oh man, I wish they give give him a little bit more of this in Snake Eyes." But unfortunately, Snake Eyes is a character that he he can't go out and be charming like I love, he is in this because that guy is freaking charming. Jordan's gonna find a way to talk about GI Joe. He'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
He was Snake Eyes. Yeah. Well, he was no, he is Snake Eyes. I didn't even know that. This is my first time yeah. seeing him, and I was like, fuck this guy. He's way too charming. No, he is Snake Eyes. He came but out like, of a factory. At the same time, I'm just like, dude, Constance Wu, what are we doing? I would throw away everything oh, for this I fell in love like, with what her. What are you talking about? I, I have a bag packed, ready at my front door. And if she ever knocks, I, I got it ready to go. Like I'm ready. So my my ultimate man crush was always Luke Evans, um, but Henry Golding. And when I watched this uh, this time, I'm just like, you know what, Luke Evans, you might gotta go. You might gotta go. <laughs> so this guy is just ah. Okay, so he, you know, I'll I'll use a Yortonism here. He did his job. He was good at it. But I don't particularly in this movie think it was was his. Like, I wouldn't submit this as an acting reel, you know, or something. Like, I don't think he was, like... He wasn't even near my MVP list. I'll say that. I don't know. I'm sort of with Jared, like, just his charm this whole movie. I'm like, I, I can see why she's just head over heels over him. Just because, yeah. dude, the, but acting the man wise, was charming. I mean, like, and I can see why everyone else, even if he wasn't rich, they would be... Go- the girls would be googling over no, him. No, I mean, like even then, like I, I, I don't even know if it was acting, but like the man just himself is just like genuinely charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he, like his demeanor and his the way that he acts just comes off like, oh, like okay, like whatever this guy says, I'm, I'm listening, I'm into it because he's that type of character, and it, does, I don't, I don't know if it was acting or not, so it's just like. Or is he just a genuinely this charming in real life? Like and when so, he was with his best friend, I could instantly feel like, oh man, they're definitely best friends and everything. And I I felt like he did a just great job on selling we that. get it. He's perfect. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> um, I'm not saying he's, like, I agree with you. I'm not saying he's my MVP, but at the same time, it's just like, he was amazing. And it's not like whether he was acting or he's just natural. Yeah. I think it's just natural for him. I don't think it's his acting ability. I think he's just a naturally, like, you want to hang out with him and get to know him and have a beer yeah. with him, right? And so, yeah, that's why I agree with you. It's like, he's not my MVP because, like, I can't disconcern the two. I need to see him in more stuff. Yeah, um, But at the same time, it's just like, he did a good job. Let's talk about Constance Wu before we talk about Gimma Chan here. Um, I had never seen her in anything before, but... She has that, like, she's very stunningly beautiful, obviously, but she also has this innocence to her that she fit perfectly inside this role, you know? Like, she had that look of, like, stars in her eyes, like, whoa, what is happening? I just thought she was fantastic. I love that that character moment at the end where she, like, really bet on herself and said no to the proposal, met with the mom, played her cards right, and the mom, you know, eventually came around and made the right decision because she knew she couldn't marry him if it was going to cause a rift because she didn't want to be the reason there's a rift between him and his mom and all. The odds were against her, and I liked—I just liked her character. I liked her a lot, and I, I, over the two hours, slowly fell in love with her. Am I alone? No, and I like that you said she bet on herself because Constance Wu, the individual, actually is doing the same thing because she got her start in fresh off the boat, which is a fantastic, funny TV show, funny Mm -hmm. by its own right. Um, But she 
as it got renewed for X more and more seasons, she was like, I'm, I don't want to keep doing this. I'm done. I felt like I've reached my peak. I'm not being challenged enough as an actress to keep doing this show, even though it's where I got my notoriety. It's where I'm getting my income. I I'm an actress by trade. This is not, I don't want to keep doing this. Yeah. yeah. And so obviously it was like betting on herself. Like, no, give me more challenging roles. Give me more stuff. And then she started doing more and more movies. And obviously everything she does, she's always praised for it because that's how good she is. So even in the movie, her character in the movie bet on the character self and Rachel Chu, Constance Wu does the same thing in mm. real life. And so that's why I was like, this is her as an individual. Yorton, if she came to you today and said, I love you and I want to move to Singapore, would you be ready to move within a week? Oh, yeah. I could easily <laughs> do that. No problem. Yeah. Buddy, I'm going to have that is funny. All right, Jordan's in love. We're all three in love here. Um, okay. Um, uh, yo, okay, Jordan has your headphones on. Good. I was going to say something, but I saw someone walk in the background. And I didn't want to like... Okay, we'll move <laughs> on from it. Hey, um, Gimma Chan. Okay, not to disrespect her acting because she's amazing. She's a fantastic actress. But in my power ranking ch- rankings of... Women in Hollywood that I'm sexually attracted to, she is skyrocketing, skyrocketing up that list, and like she's a meme stock. Like AMC just came out of nowhere and <laughs> made people millions of dollars. She is AMC right now. I am throwing all the chips in right now. Oh, and I'm betting on her. She is changing my world. I'm in love with her. I love Gemma Chan. And she's in the new Eternals movie. <laughs> she's in the new Eternals movie, and she looks stunning. Um, I do want to say, in her storyline, we meet quite possibly... We've met a lot of dumb people over this podcast talking about these movies. We met that really dumb guy in... Um, um, what's that video game movie we watched? Double Dragon? Remember the big dumb guy who like steroided up? <laughs> I met someone dumber in this movie. The, her husband who cheated on Gimma Chan. Like, the dumbest person in he the world. He wasn't even good at it. I don't understand this. Not man. that I'm condoning cheating. He wasn't even good at it. He, he's... I honestly feel like he wanted to be caught in that movie. Like, he was just... To see the reaction and everything. I, I sort of feel like he wanted to get caught. He, and see how she yeah, reacted. he wanted some power. Because... He was tired of being belittled, you know, and all that stuff. I'm sure it ate at him, but shut, get over it. <laughs> like, I don't get it. You're in a dream situation. You're married to Gemma Chan, who is one of the richest people on the planet in this movie, and she loves you unconditionally. Like, she's going out of her way to prove it, you know? And F this dude. F this dude. <laughs> Dumbest man in the history of our movies that we've watched so far. Um, Jared. Do you want to talk about Gimme Chan, or are you ready to move on? Hey. Hey. <laughs> Man, I, I told you. Um, Jared's voice gets real I'll, I'll, I'll open all of her jars. She needs me to open a jar. I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll open this for you, respectfully. Um, if she needs me to run her bath water, guess what? I'll drop, I'll drop two bath bombs in that bath water. 
whatever she needs. Whatever she needs. I, uh, you remind me. This is the worst way to start a <laughs> sentence ever. I saw a TikTok video where, <laughs> um, but it made me laugh. It was this guy. He's like, guys, here's some marriage tips. Tighten all the jars so she can't open them. And then when she needs your help, you're there to help her out. Guys, unplug the TV so when she can't figure out how to fix it, you you know you look back there and you act like you're doing something. Just plug it back in and, and she'll think you're a fixer-upper. It was just made me laugh. And that's what you're trying to do. You're just trying to make her life better. Yeah, that's it. So Doing a whole lot of respecting. <laughs> let's talk about a couple of the scenes. Let's move the best scene now. Okay. We have the opening scene where they buy the hotel. It's like a prologue. I love watching bad people realize they've just screwed themselves over. Like the hotel clerk who's like, I'm sorry, we're all booked up. <laughs> you know, then that guy comes down and he's like, yeah, they're buying the hotel. He's like, oh shit. I was just a racist asshole to him. I love moments like that. Um, how'd you guys feel about that scene? Great. And Michelle Yeoh sells it. <laughs> like we were talking about the James Bond movie. I enjoy all the movies I've seen Michelle Yeoh in Crouching Tiger. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, James Bond movie. We gushed over that movie. We some of us liked it even more than Goldeneye. I love it. Hey man, you're not the first person to say that. All right, it's all right. Yeah, it's, but I'm just saying. And then uh, Sunshine. We'll talk about another movie that she was in. That oh, yes, I forgot about. about Sunshine too. Oh, she played such a different. Yeah, she I was the um, the botanist in Sunshine and played a completely different role because she's not this martial arts expert. In it. That's probably my favorite favorite director and one of my favorite movies. So yeah. Um, so okay, we have the montage of family members early on in the movie when you're seeing like, and yeah, you'll meet my cousin, you'll meet my cousin here, and it shows glimpses of them being kind of ridiculous and then highlighting their traits. And I thought it was really funny. Um, it was short. We don't have to talk about it too much. Um, the bachelor party scene. That's a nominee. <laughs> We got the, the crazy cousin with the rocket launcher. I thought that was pretty funny. What a great idea, though. Hey, man, like, we're, gonna, we're in uncharted International waters. waters. Yeah, <laughs> international waters. Like, we could do whatever the fuck we want. Um, that was really cool. And the only other scene I have after that is the, I mean, I guess there's more, but this one made me laugh. The awkward dinner scene with the roommate's family, uh, with, I think it's uh, Aquafina's family. Oh, but Ken Jong. Oh, yeah. that was so funny. And just the creepy brother who's like filming her, and he's like, oh, "You need uh, to talk PJ, to her." PJ, I think something like that. Huh? I think his name was PJ. Something like that. But he was a creep. I thought Oliver? that was really funny. Oh, PT. PT. I know. Sorry. Oliver was the other guy. Never mind. I know you guys have a couple. You probably want to throw on here some more emotional um, ones where you maybe cried. Honestly. My favorite, and I'm I'm just gonna pick it because to me it was the best scene. It was. Just that wedding scene. Um, and that's the part that almost brought me to tears. Um, when that water started flowing and they all pulled out the lights with the lilies and she walked out and the music was playing in the background. And I was just like. You're such a girl. I love it. Hey, Hart, what, the, what are you doing, Hart? Like, calm down, bro. And then my, R's, my eyes started like swelling up and I was like, nope, I'm going to go eat some sawdust. I uh I had never seen that before where the water slowly pours in. That was really cool. 
And yeah, they, of course it makes they me... They paid like $30 million for the wedding so you yeah. can make anything possible with that. <laughs> yeah. That is... <laughs> that's, that's where the cinematographer comes into play because he made beautiful yeah. people look even more beautiful somehow in that one scene. So yeah, no, that's my, that's my favorite. It's just, it was just such an amazing scene, such an emotional scene. And then everything that wrapped into it with um, Rachel, uh, Constance Wu's character, like showing she can stand on her own and then mm-hmm. like why she felt like why she's so much in love with like Nick uh while Harry Golding and it was just such a great scene and so impactful and then I think in that scene alone is where she made up her mind she was like this is what I'm gonna do moving forward I'm gonna bet on myself yeah Yorton do you have a scene you want to nominate and pick I am going to go where they uh I'm gonna say dominoes I don't know what the actual correct name My was God. Maja, is that what you said? Yeah, Mahjong. Oh, okay. Okay, that scene with uh, uh with the lead in uh Michelle. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that that was probably my favorite. Um, just how they built the intensity on something very simple, and then had one of my favorite lines in the movie there. Which one was it? It was the one about like. Uh, where she said, "All right, look, uh, I can't remember exactly, but it was when she was saying, I, I, I won't marry him, but I want you to remember when he does find the woman to get married, and you, ha- and you're older, and you have you're playing with your grandchildren, and he didn't leave you for me, that it was all because of me." <laughs> yeah. She uh, that was I a, summed it up, but that was but a, that to me. Was said it was really good yeah it was an expertly played scene i but i also one one aspect about that scene that i really liked was that it brought michelle Yeoh's character back to who she used to be you know like playing mahjong and not playing the part of the wife you know it kind of let her Mm -hmm. be who she used to be and it brought her down on that level and it kind of reminded her of who she used to be which was a smart move by constance Wu's character um I don't really have a favorite. I like Yorton's scene a little bit more than the wedding scene. So I guess that's going to win. Um, so there you go. Best line. <laughs> I have two nominees here. Y'all fucking come to dinner by Aquafina. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to find it on YouTube real quick. We got to listen to it. And then one line that Gimme Chan says that was fucking powerful. Oh, yes. It's not yes, my job to make say. you feel like a man. I can't make you feel like something you're not. Like, damn. Because that's why he cheated. He felt less of a man because he was he was with her and she was making the money. And that yeah, just, that was a good line. That's no, just, that's, that, that was the one that I was going to pick. Finish him. <laughs> that's what that is right there. That's a, that's a fatality. Yeah, so is that her pick right there, Jared? I mean, when she said that, I actually, like, I was laying down. When she said that, I, like, sat up in my seat, and I was like, oh, damn. I feel hurt. <laughs> it wasn't even directed at me. It was just that powerful. Like, I felt it. I agree. <laughs> you got the residual fire burn. I was like, that. oh, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm just watching this movie. <laughs> I've never cheered for someone more than I cheered for her in that movie. Um, I guess, we hey, best scene. We forgot to talk about the bachelorette party scene on the beach and stuff and with the fish, the fish and all that stuff and the relationship building between Gimma Chan and Constance Wu. But I don't know. I guess it's not a winner. 
Um, all right, so Jordan, you had your favorite, but you've been outvoted. We're going with, with David yeah. Chan here. MVP of the movie. <sighs> Gimma Chan, she's just so beautiful. How do you not look at her every time she's on screen? Constance Wu, real breakout role here. I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to say the other nominee is the Asian community because this movie was a huge success. What a they, they bet on themselves. They turned down a lot of money from Netflix and said, no, we want to be on the big-ass screen and prove that we can make money too. It, like We are for all audiences. And it freaking worked. So that's my cheat pick right there, the whole Asian community. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nominate somebody. I'm not going to pick them. But I'm going to say John Chu, the director. Okay. Because... He had a lot of characters, a lot of personalities, some fantastic acting performances. Yeah. And he balanced everything as about as good as you can ask any director to do. Um, I'm not saying he should have won Best Director, but he could have been nominated. I think he should have been nominated for what he was able to do with everything he was given in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you're not given enough. Sometimes you're given too much. And I felt like this was borderline too much, but he was able to balance everything in the right way and deliver a great movie. So that's what I'm going to say. Like, I think I nominate him um, because if you look at his filmography, he did Step Up 2, Step Up 3, Justin Bieber, Never Say Never, G.I. Joe Retaliation, second G.I. Joe reference. Uh, another World Justin record. Bieber movie. Uh, uh, Jim and the Holograms, yep. Now you see me too. Man, he's this ain't sounding too Kick. good, Jared. Again, you did crazy reasons. Yeah. You picked up Jim, Jim and the Holograms. That was a movie that the fans of Jim just went insanely mad about with that movie. And then, then so it. he's doing like stinker after stinker, and then he bounces back and does this movie, and you're like, wait, what? Are you the same director? And then so okay. based on this movie. He got In the Heights, and I haven't seen In the Heights because it's a musical, um, but In the Heights is getting fantastic reviews, and then he just booked Wicked, so he's going to make the theatrical um, version of Wicked. So it's just like, he was like, ah, no, I'm making stinker after stinker, but I can do crazy rotations, and then he made it, and he's like, well, now the world is at my fingers. So he's probably the winner of the movie, but not the MVP of the movie. Yeah, no, no. So that's what I was saying. I'm going to yeah. nominate him. I'm not going to pick him. Um, I'm picking the Asian community. <laughs> Jordan? I'm just going to go with the director because uh, Jared pretty much stole all my thunder because <laughs> he was pretty much that went down exactly what I said. So I was oh. like, curious, looking at what movies he's done. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Why'd they hire him? <laughs> No, yeah. so I agree with you. How do you make all of these stinkers? Like, literally, right up until he made this movie, everything he did was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, they gave the me only, this one, so... <laughs> the only thing I can think of is, like, he was actually a good director, but maybe he didn't have the studio pull that he could get away with it. But I, I, I honestly can't tell you. Dude, it's so bizarre. He's just looking at everything and, like... This is not the same guy. It's two John Chews, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, six man, I guess there's only two options here. Aquafina and the crazy cousin who takes him to the bachelor party and shoots rocket launchers in the middle of it. I mean, 
unless you have another option, I don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess Michelle Yeoh could be Michelle. Oh, I don't know. Um, could be the six man as well. Um, go ahead. Um, give him a chance. I'm actually going to go the a duo between Aquafina and uh, guy who played Oliver Nico Santos. Because when those two were together, I thought it was extra funny. And so okay. I, I'm just going to put them two as a duo together Your there as team. MVP. All right. Or, yeah. It's... Your, I mean, Jared? I feel like Aquafina is like a unanimous six man. Like, I mean, there are 50, like, obviously. So when you vote on NBA awards, that's yeah. why we named the six man. Uh, there are 50 voters. So when all 50 picks one person, it's called unanimous, obviously. So I feel like in this case, she's like all 50 voters are voting her. Yeah, it's almost an easy pick, and you want to pick someone else just because you want to stray from the norm, but it's hard not to just give it to her. She, she earned it. What's the shot? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so it's like, I guess it's like one of those, like I said, it's just like, I kind of want to pick somebody else, but it's like. It's the boring pick because it's the right pick. <laughs> yeah. What's, uh, who's, who's, uh, who's your shout out, Jordan? Who do you want to shout out here? A shout out? Uh... I'll start. Michelle Yo. Yes. Killing it as always. Just thank you for being alive and making movies. All right, Jordan. <laughs> uh, I can't really think. I'm trying to think of this. So you know what? I'm going to go uh, with the the best friend. I just uh, mm-hmm. uh, Henry uh, because I just thought he did a great job of just being there and being friend and you could working right off of Henry and just uh, immediately having chemistry. Jared. Uh, Chris uh, Payne was his name. Colin Koo in the movie. Um, excuse me. I'm going with Ken Jong because who wants to be a doctor anyway? Yeah, he, he was my <laughs> next pick. I should have picked him. Who, who wants to be a doctor when you can just be a comedian, right? He's That's how that works, right? Yeah. Hell of a career. Uh, what? what? <laughs> Community, just, everything. Just such a great comedian such a great actor i hate that he's like typecast but mm-hmm. even when he's typecast is like he's still good in that because i mean obviously when we get in typecast like obviously like samuel L. jackson's completely typecast and we kind of get tired of it um but when ken jong's typecast we're like I, he's still good we're not tired of it yet that's for sure um, so yeah no ken jong shout out he was like a serious doctor too and knocked up, but then he just went, fuck it. I'm going Will Ferrell mode. I'm just going to be ridiculous and everything. <laughs> and he, he was, he's not afraid to just be the weirdest person in the room. And it's the funniest thing. And it works every single time. And it's crazy because obviously we raved about like how crazy Aquafina was mm-hmm. earlier in the episode. And then even in the same scene where they're sharing the table together, He's still out crazies, Aquafina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By far, too. You're like, oh, now I get why she's so weirdo. Okay. Um, hey, do you have any nitpicks, y'all? Not really. I mean, I, I always feel like we were we were just so positive about this movie, but I'm trying to think. Was there any? The pacing was top notch. Like a lot of times, that'll be things that I'll have problems with romantic comedies with like slow down or something but i the pacing was always felt like it had its up and down and kept you interested the whole time 
my nitpick, I guess, would be. I guess I wanted a little bit more comedy because when they had the comedy, it really worked. It really worked, and then there wasn't enough of it. It was, and I, it's just my personal taste. Like it was a lot of love stuff going on, and that's fine. It's a love <laughs> movie. I get it. But man, I wanted some a little bit more comedy in my rom com. That's it. But it, I mean, that takes nothing away from the movie. Jared, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I kind of kind of know because like the pacing is normally the issue, mm-hmm. or it's either the pacing or the dialogue. We talked about it last week, where the dialogue was mainly the issue because the dialogue was like people don't talk like that when we were talking about how to lose a guy in ten days. Like who talks like that? Yeah. And so the like so it's either the pacing of the dialogue when it comes to rom coms, and they didn't have either of those issues here because we talked about pacing was great and the conversations felt like we were actually there. So no, no nitpicks for so me. So you, I do like as good as the dialogue was. You reminded me there is something that this movie did that other movies do too, and it bugs me. Like, hey, do you ever go to your brother Yorton and go, "Oh, brother, you're crazy." No, you never call him brother, like in person, right? And it's a way of getting exposition across. Because there was a time, like when he met his friend out to eat, and he was like, how could I leave my best man out to dry? You know, it's just like really forced titles that were thrown at each other. And I I, I just, you have to accept it, because it's what movies do to kind of let the audience know who this character is and all that stuff. But it just... I don't know. I just don't like when movies do that. Hey, man, dude, seriously, seriously. It's called <laughs> nitpick. It's not <laughs> complete. Yeah, it is, I will say it is called nitpick. It's called a nitpick. Dude, dude, <laughs> that is the most minuscule nitpick. Thing. There, we have watched. We watched Golden Nine. We had zero nitpicks. No, it's a perfect movie. What are you talking about, dude? This password was chair. Fuck? I have no complaints. Yeah, go to hell. Go to hell. I'm going to nitpick the most minuscule. I'm the exposition guy. I hate exposition. But when you do it in a manner where you're just like, I'm just going to drop a title and move on. I'm not going to go like, hey, you're my best man and my best friend. And we grew up together on that street. And we did. That's exposition. Like dropping a title is not necessarily exposition. If this category is called shit in the movie I couldn't get over. And I brought this up. Then you have the right to make that speech. But it's called Go nitpicks. I can pick what Go I want. <laughs> All right. This movie. Let's play the. Uh, do we have any trivia? Uh, I think we mentioned any I trivia. We stepped on all of this trivia to be honest. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. Don't worry. I don't want to make. Yeah, because I was talking about the Netflix budget and. <laughs> Oh, yeah. but I would like to state there is a sequel that has been confirmed, and it is called a uh, uh, Crazy Rich Girlfriend. Same characters or just same universe? It's the same character. I is it Gina um, the main character? Oh yeah. I yeah. I, I that that's the way I think it's going with. Yeah, her star. Yeah. her star power is rising. Use her. Well, yeah, I mean, because uh, I think that's what the book is about. Anyways, it's about like Gemma Chan's character Astrid. So, so I think they works. should replace Gimme Chan again with Scarlett Johansson. Just, to, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> Jared will spit I, up his wine. I almost spit my wine on the screen. <laughs> Jared will spit out his wine. I almost spit my wine on the screen. I was not ready. 
Okay. Right. Uh, the only other one I am going to mention okay. that I had at random is with Aquafina. She was originally have to, supposed to have uh, uh, multiple wigs in the movie rather than just the one that she stayed with the whole time. But when they did the joke about her being the Asian Ella, they just stuck with that wig because they thought that was really funny to have her throughout the uh, the whole movie. Oh, nice. Y'all ready for some Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Here we go. Do it. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right, the score right now in the year is getting close. To, it's three quarters of the way done right now. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. We've been listening to that song for almost a year, and it gets worse every time. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> every time it gets worse. I will say I do like the guitar at the end. Down and down. Um, Jared, you're winning fourteen to twelve. All right, so it's close, Yorton. It's within reach. So, but unfortunately, you have to go first. What do you think this movie got in Rotten Tomatoes? And please explain why. I'm going to go with my trusty number for when it, I really like a movie, and I feel like it also is going to be really liked by the by the reviewers and stuff. Good old 92. Okay. For a tiebreaker. He has one with that number. He has one with that number before. <laughs> it's like it's always got to be an even number. Um. Jared, go ahead. Tough, man. It's such a tough number. That's why I love that. Because I think this is a really, really good movie. Yours like it's 88 or 92 all the time. Uh, Because I I was honestly going to say 90. Uh, I think, I'm sorry. Okay, Jordan, I'm being honest. I'm not trying to price this right with you at all. I'm going with 90. That was my number. And so when you pick 92, I'm like, shit. I don't want to price this right, but I kind of, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my intention. I honestly am going to pick a 90 because I feel like this is a really great movie, but obviously I think we still have some dickheads out there that will nitpick it just because it's an all Asian cast. We have our first tie, but they won't, (laughs) they won't nitpick it for an all Asian cast. They will nitpick it for other things. And you just missed it, Jared. No, I got oh, too excited. I interrupted Jared. I was so excited. Yeah, you're actually oh, right, Jared. Go ahead. We have a tie. The score is a 91. So. No! <laughs> I was so excited, and Jared's like getting serious. I'm like, shut up. I'm going to stay with have a tie. Uh, okay. Oh, gosh. For the tiebreaker, what do you think the audience score was? Jordan, you have to go first. I'm going to use my other number that I like to use, 88. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, fuck it. I'm taking Yorton's number. Going 92. Oh, man. <laughs> Yorton. I think you got this week. The audience score is 76. Oh, bro. I mean, you both kind of lost, if we're being real, but Yorton was closer, so. I am disappointed with our with the audience that. Uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> what a man! I'm sweating. That was tense. Yeah. yeah like when Jared kept teasing it too. He was like, "I was gonna go 90." I was like, "Fucking go 90, go when 90, he bro." Said price is right. I was like, "Is he going to go 91?" I wouldn't. No, no, no. I didn't want to price is right you. Because <laughs> no, I, 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 I was set on 90. 
Yeah. Because I felt like it's a great movie, but then you have some dickhead mm-hmm. critics who are just going to find some ways to knock it, but they're not going to blame the all-Asian cast, but they're pseudo-blaming the all-Asian cast. I don't like it. I thought um, you were going to Price is Right him and either like go the wrong way. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. I, no. Again, like, so I didn't want it to come off like I was Price is writing him, but I, my number when I came into this was 90. All right. That 92, though, number is such but a lovely number. But then when you pick 92, I'm like, shit, it's going to seem like I'm prices writing you. That's not what I'm trying to do. You know what we should do? We should have like a dry erase board, and you both write the score down, and we hold it up at the same time. That way <laughs> no. there's no prices writing. I, I don't know. I've, I've been having fun with this. Okay. I like this. All right. So this movie had a budget of $30 million, and it grossed $238 million. Holy shit. That's a lot of money coming back. Um, Roger Ebert did not review this movie because he was dead, unfortunately. Um, I think he would have loved it, though. I think we all recommend this movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Even if you like, you watch the trailer and you're like, I don't know. This doesn't look like my kind of movie. Just I'm telling you, that's how I was. And I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. When it comes to the Blockbuster Hall of Fame, I'm going to go first because I feel like you two have your mind made up. So I'm going to be the Russian judge here. Yes, this is a really good movie. I don't know. I'm Technically, I have no idea. Usually when I watch a movie, I'm like, yes, I'm going to watch that again four or five more times. Or I'm like, I'm done with this movie. Maybe once more in my life. I don't know. Talking with you guys kind of made me want to watch it again. But I don't know. I right now it's no, and it's it's not the movie's fault. It's because I just not a there's not many romance films I'm willing to watch over and over again. So I think it's more of the genre. This is definitely one of the better ones of the genre. But right now it's a no. I do hold the right to change my mind in three months, though. Jared, I mean, yeah, this is in. When I watched it again, I'm just like, I I kind of want to watch this once a week because oh, wow. it's just such a, it's just such, and you know how I hate when movies tr- like force feel good down your throat, mm-hmm. you know, because I love when movies are like dark and sad and soul crushing <laughs> because that's what the world is, yeah. and like when I was like, oh no, I can watch Hereditary like every day, and you guys are like. Hey, dude, do, do you need to see a therapist? Yep. Um, so, yeah, when that happened, I was just like, nah, dude, this shit's amazing. That's what I love. But at the same time, this movie felt so natural, so real, and it's making me feel good. It's like, it felt, like again, I hate to use the same word. It felt natural. And so, yes, I'm putting it in. Jordan? Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in there. It, it was definitely one of my favorite romantic comedies, I feel like, right now. So it's in. I, th- I don't think we've... So I think we had Hot Fuzz, Ghost in the Shell, The Thing, and then this movie. I don't think... I think we're... Uh, you our list for this year is pretty big, just saying. Um... Okay. I think John Wick like ruined us at the beginning because I think we put all three in. And then we picked like <laughs> Bond, and we all love Bond, so of course that's going to go in. Yeah. So yeah, I think between John Wick and Bond, we 
screwed ourselves over. And then we went, what well, we went, Shaun of the Dead and Hot, yeah, and Hot Fuzz. Like, okay, yeah, no, we just we're picking okay. movies right now that are just. And the thing about it, like, I picked rom, I picked the like, so like listeners, I picked the category rom coms because I figured we wouldn't like. Hey, we're three dudes recording about rom coms. We're gonna hate all these movies in mm-hmm. then we'll crazy rich Asians, and we're like. No, this movie is actually fucking good. <laughs> I'm just glad we didn't get caught up. And Jared, I like the choice that you picked for your rom-com, but I'm glad it's not in the Hall of Fame because it doesn't belong with Crazy Rich Asians. You know, I feel like... Oh, it's no, it, does. it doesn't... It's nowhere... Like, I, they're the same genre, just in genre only, but yeah. in the same category of, like, film, nowhere near yeah. each other. So the movie we're going to watch next week, I already talked about it. I haven't seen it really since college. And I'm really curious to see if it holds up or if it's just super cheesy. We're going to watch Serendipity. It has Kate Beckinsale, John Cusack. What's his name? From, uh, um, God dang, Entourage, the the lawyer or the, the manager. He's in all the John Cusack um, movies. Jeremy Piven? Yeah, Jeremy Piven's in this movie. Um, what's her name? Uh, the, the girl who yeah, sniffs Molly her armpits. Shannon, Molly Shannon. Yeah, so it's got a cast. Eugene Levy, shout out. I forgot he was in this movie. It's written by a couple of writers from Friends. So it's... I just remember liking the premise, even though it was super like a... Kind of a ridiculous idea, but it was a romantic idea. I liked it a lot. I don't know. I'm hoping I like it again. Um, so that's what we're going to watch next week. Hjort and I can see you guys on the computer looking at the IMDb right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, just uh, I haven't seen it, but I do know about it because don't ask why I did a deep dive on John Cusack. Absolutely, no, you don't have to ask. I actually like John Cusack, so there's that. I'm that makes me excited. So, John Cusack and Eugene Levy, okay, Bridget Moynihan's good. I'm not saying I'm excited about it, but okay, I'll give it a chance. I feel like this is a personal pick for me, and I don't know if it's going to translate well to everyone else, you know, but I don't know if it's going to hold up for me either. So, Hey, so everyone at home, thank you for listening. Please follow all of our links in the information box to this podcast, the information below. And until next time, we will see you guys later with serendipity. Serendipity.